tell you that your eyes would see it? Did I not tell you that your ears would hear it? Did I not tell you that you would rejoice in your heart because I had spoken it before? For I shall pour water on him who is thirsty. I shall make a way in the wilderness, says the Lord. There shall be a highway of holiness. There shall be floods. There shall be showers of blessing all around my mountain and on my holy hill. Because the enemy of your souls rose up and tried to afflict you and tried to afflict this world. But I have pronounced judgment on this mountain, says the Lord. I have denounced it. I have spoken against it from my holy hill. And I have judged this thing. I spoke it through the mouths of my holy prophets. I said, my glory shall fill this earth. As the waters cover the sea. This same word is in the mouths of my prophets today. And I speak it again today. And I declare to you that the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And then the God whom you're seeking shall appear suddenly. Suddenly He will come. Suddenly He will come. To those, that enemy of your soul, I shall come as a burning fire. I shall defeat him with the very breath of my mouth, by the splendor of my appearing. But to those that love my appearing, I will come with a new baptism of fire. I will come with a new fiery baptism of love. And I will pour out miracles and signs and wonders. And I will redeem this earth. I'm going to change nations. I'm going to change economies. I'm going to change churches. For they shall come back, my son. They shall come running. That fire that you long ago saw burning. This is about to be kindled, says the Lord. And they will come running to the fire. They will come running to the flames. They will come back, son. They will come back, but there will be more. They will come back, like I said in my word. They will take a hold of the garment of one of the members of your church and say, can we go up with you to that house of God? Can we go up with you? Because we've heard that God is in that place. And they shall come with their gifts. They shall come with their children, says the Lord. And I shall fulfill in not many days hence the vision that was burning in your heart. And you shall see it come to pass, says the Lord, in ways that will stagger you. You will be like one of those exiles who came back and, and say, we were like men who dreamed. We didn't believe that this was possible because this is verily, 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 says the Lord. Come on, let's just give the Lord a hand. Come on, let's speak judgment. We speak judgment over COVID. We denounce that mountain. We tear it down. We call it destruction in the name of Jesus. And everyone agreed and said, Hallelujah. Jesus, we love you. Hey, we want more of you, Lord. Come on, he's pouring out fresh oil this morning. He's exalting your strength like that of a wild ox. Come on. Come on, the enemy tried to get you down. Lift your heads. Be strong. Come on, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might.
Come on, I see one like the Lamb, like the Son of Man, seven horns in His hands, the sevenfold Spirit. He's pouring out on us just the fullness of His Holy Spirit. Come on, seek Him while He's near. Respond to Him when He's moving. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, it's time to travail. Maybe it's an oh. I address that blood sugar. I command that blood sugar to be normalized right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to cataracts and I tell them disappear in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure. I judge you. I command you 120 over 80. Low blood pressure. I lift you up by the Spirit of God. 120 over 80. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep responding. He's here. Talk to him about your finances. Talk to him about your children. Talk to him. Talk to him about your family. Talk to him about your work. Just see him moving. Come on, that depression is lifting. Come on, that investment is going to come through. Come on, love is going to restore everything you lost. Father, I want to thank you for revival. Revival in the Holy Ghost. Revival. Revival. And God is going to restore everything in your health. Everything in your health. Strong. Everything in your health. Restored. Come on, revival is in the air. Revival is in the air. And Apostle Vince is going to come and share and bring us a word. Remember, this man is an apostle. He's, an, it's a, he's part of the fivefold governmental ministries. And when he speaks, he imparts something. If he goes to his church, it's a powerful, awesome church. And so just receive the word of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I greet you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, so many times when you... You go to any church, if you are, you meet people that do not know you, the first 15 minutes or so, they'll be just analyzing you. Please don't analyze, listen to the message. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just want to take the opportunity to thank Pastor John for inviting me to come and share. I trust that the Lord will minister to you. I thank Bev also. This is a home away from home. So, I'm just at home. Glory be to God. Amen. Trust that you open your hearts and listen to what the Lord has in store for you. Glory be to God. I've entitled my message, Personal Revival, Personal Power. Yes. Take your Bibles, turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Yes. You know, it has been, you know, awesome that they bordered around the message. Every song that they were singing was around the message. So I was, I was just saying, well, Lord, this is awesome. Yeah. And I, at the same time, I was just feeling, well, you know, the whole message has been preached. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, Ezekiel number 37, verse 1, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out 
in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And thus says the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise or there was a rattling and behold a shaking and the bones came together, bone to bone. And when I beheld Lord, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, and there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon this slain, that they may live. So I prophesied. As he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. May the Lord bless the reading of the word. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the time that we're living in, I believe, as a church, you know, we're living during the time of the pandemic, and a lot has happened to each and every one of us. The people out there, the people in the church, they have been... You know, like our lives have kind of like changed. And also some of us, we went through the tough and we lost our jobs and we lost that probable which we were believing in. Coming from Victoria Falls, you know, it's one area where it is a tourist place. So when this pandemic hit the place, everything came to a standstill. Some of the towns could function as normally, but Victoria Falls came to a standstill. But during the standstill, okay, some people left town and some remained. And even in the, in the church, some left and some remained. But then what we have seen today is those, as we, we come to a place where two years later, that things are tending to come around, you find that the same people who used to come to church are no longer coming to church. Yeah. The same people that you know, who used to participate are no longer there, but they are within the city. But you also look at a situation where we have, like what Pastor John has said, we've gone online and we've been sharing the word online. Today, if you meet a lot of people and you ask them, I'm not seeing you at church, they'll tell you, I'm watching you online. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't know whether that's true, because we always say, when you're watching us online, you need to be commenting as the message is going on. But normally, those same people, you don't see any comments. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. A lot has happened in the lives of the people. But listen, the Bible, the Word of God says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 25, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as some have done, as some have done. Even Christians, this is what they have done. 
they have now are not assembling. They are watching us through television. I greet those that are watching us today. <laughs> Hallelujah. But ladies and gentlemen, one thing is we still need to meet as the church of God. We still need to come and sit down and get our marching orders as it were. So in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of what has happened, let me say this to us. God has not changed. He is still God. He is still the same yesterday. He is still the same today. And he will continue being the same. It is up to us to change and grab at what God has in store for us and move on with God. Let me say also this, that, you know, God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has a plan and he wants to pour out his fire upon each and every one of us. He wants us to come to a place where we will, as we are fired, we go and fire out some. Hallelujah. And allow the fire of God to burn. Hallelujah. He wants us to carry this fire like nobody's business. But let me come and also say and remind you as the church of God that the church is made up or the body of Christ is made up of many members. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So just as the body has many members or many bones, just as a, a wall like that one there has got many stones, just as an army is made up of many soldiers, the church also is made up of many members. What I'm trying to say to us is this, that the body can only be revived as its individual members are revived. Ladies and gentlemen, we were singing, we were shouting, you know, the revival is already here. But for you and I to be revived, you need to get to a place where you work the word. You catch on to this revival that is there. You need to tell yourself that, Lord, there is a revival that is going on. I want what you have in store, and I'm grabbing hold of it and allow it into my life. Because if you do not do that, revival will come, revival will go. And you will remain as dry as the dry bones. Yeah. Hallelujah. But we need to get to a place. I don't want to talk to all of us as a group. I just want to talk to an individual here. And say to you as an individual, there is something that you need to do in this revival that you must do in order to get it to work in your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Revival, ladies and gentlemen, comes only as individual stones are set on fire. If you are not on fire, if you decide not to be on fire, you are not going to catch anything. But if you decide to be on fire for God, for what he wants to do, then you will be on fire. Everything that is of God comes about by the decisions that we make. Hallelujah. Choice is important. It is a choice for you to love God. It is a choice for you to seek him with all your heart. You decide, I want to seek God with all my heart, with all my strength, and with all my mind. It's a choice. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me say this at the same time, that nothing drops on you just by accident. You need to desire, you need to hunger for it, for God to do what he needs to do in your life. Let me say this also, that you know we are of different ages. Even if we are of different ages, every age has to make a choice. With God, God calls us his children. Whether you are 95 or 100, you are still a child of God. And your desire for God has to supersede probably the desire of a 30-year-old, even if you are 90. Yeah. 
So the choice here is yours to, for you to decide. Ezekiel that chapter 7, where we read, ladies and gentlemen, is definitely and undeniable about revival. Because we see bones that are dry. And then God makes a move to the bones. He says, prophesy to the bones. When it has been prophesied to the bones, he says, the power of God entered into the bones. And the bones stood up. Listen to me. If the bones that were in the valley, each bone they had its own place where it could fit. But do you know that the bones, each bone had a hearing ear to know that it is the time for me to stand up and fit to the other bone. And because it had an ear to hear, it had also a right to decide whether it wanted to be attached to the next bone or to remain dry where it was. It is so with us as the children of God. Each one of us, we are individuals in the body of Christ. But listen, in order for the body to function normally, each of the bones must decide to say, hey, I need this power of God so that I will attach myself to the other part of the body so that we become an awesome power, an awesome body with the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe with all my heart that there is a revival that is in the land. I believe with all my heart that the wind of God, the breath of God, the breath of the Holy Ghost is moving in this hand. But now listen, will, can you see it? Can you sense it? Have you lifted up your eyes to see that the power of God is moving? Have you lifted up your eyes to see that God is touching people and, touching and changing lives? Have you lifted up your eyes to see and ask yourself that I am I instead? with what God is doing? Have I fitted myself to that place where God wants to do great and mighty things, not through the pastor, but also through me? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Each one of us needs to be where the, the, we believe the move of God is. I believe God is in the house. I enjoyed myself here. I just, the flow, the love, you know, the presence of God. You know, it's left to a person. You, instead of you standing and wondering what is happening, you should walk in and be wondering when God is doing something deep in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, the revival is personal or must be personal. Hallelujah. We can talk revival, but if you don't personally take what God is saying and make it yours, it will pass you by. Hallelujah. In the valley, there were many bones that were in the valley, in the boneyard. The boneyard was full of dry bones. Like I've already said, every bone must have a personal revival. When he spoke to the bones, the bones got up and attached it to themselves, to the other bones. And the meat was added, skin was added to them, but they remained there without breath. And he says, let us prophesy to the four winds and allow the breath of God to come into them. And when that happened, they became a great army. God is, through revival, is making for himself a great army. An army that will reach out to the lost. An army that will meet the needs of the people. An army that will cause the life of God to be shared even to those that do not know him. But ladies and gentlemen, every bone must commit to the process. Hallelujah. Yeah. If the bone remains on the ground dry and not commit to the process of being, you know, accepting a personal revival, it will remain in the gutter. It will remain in the valley. Yeah. 
But each one of us, we are the children of God. We are filled with the Spirit of God. I believe with all my heart that, you know, the power of God, that which God has deposited inside of us, we must be doing wonders for God. Because the Word of God says that if the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will quicken. He will make alive your mortal body. You know, sometimes we need to be conscious of that the presence of God and the power of God is within us. If we are not conscious to the very fact that God lives in us, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost and the power of God, which is greater than the power that operates in the universe, then we are going to miss it. Hallelujah. God, the Holy Spirit is within us. We must be conscious of it. Hallelujah. So if you are to tap into the revival that is going on, already you are armed. There is something of God that is within you that can cause you to reach out to that which God is doing and you move to the levels that God wants you to do. Hallelujah. In Psalm number 85 and verse number 6, there is a scripture there where it is asked, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in thee? Hallelujah. Will you not revive us again? When he says again, it means that it once happened before. So if it happened before, they were crying for it to happen again. Even if it happened yesterday, today we are crying for revival to happen again. Will you not revive us again? Hallelujah. So that we may rejoice in you. In Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse number 2 in the NIV, he says, For I have heard of your fame, I stand in awe of you. Lord, do it in our day. Make them known in your wrath, remember mercy. I have heard of your fame, and I'm standing in awe of you. Lord, do it in our time. What fame is he talking about? He's talking about God healing the sick talking about God raising the dead, talking about God filling the Holy Spirit to the... He says, Lord, we have heard of your fame. We stand in awe of you. This is Habakkuk talking to prophesying about it. But listen to me. That was then. That is now. God is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He will continue being the same tomorrow. Let me say this. The yesterday of Habakkuk is not what I want. I want the, the today of what God is able to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have heard, Lord, you did this, you did that. But Lord, I heard, do it in my time. Amen. This is the time of God. This is the time of God for you to arise and accept what God has to do. Amen. Listen, I've always said, Lord, you are the same yesterday. You are the same today. You are this. I've always said, Lord, I want my today. Let the tomorrow, I leave the tomorrow for my children. But I want to see you working mightily through my time. See your hand through my time. And oh God, if, if you permit me, even during the time of my children, also allow me to see you doing great and mighty things than what I've seen you do. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the wall, that wall there is only as alive as the stones that make up the wall are alive. The wall, the stones. If those stones that are there are alive, then that wall is going to be alive as to the stones that have been put in there. It is the same with us. The church is only as alive as the individual members that make up the body are alive. If you and I are not alive towards God, then 
the church is not alive, who will miss what God wants to do. If the members are not alive to God, no revival will come. Every one of us must be crying, reviver. Every one of us must be crying, Lord, revive me. Not that I've heard them say about revival, but you partake of it and say, and me too, Lord, do not pass me by. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. The first thing that each one of us in our pursuit for revival must decide is, every one of us, we must commit ourselves personally to the process of revival. You know, in the old days, there's a song that was used, that was sung some time ago by old-timers, if I can say old-timers, you know. <laughs> the song was, you know, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. This was an individual song. The guy never stood there and said, Lord, it's my wife, it's my wife, it's my wife, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. But he said, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. Every one of us needs something from God. So if you do not get to a place where you, you say, it's you, and you pass the back, then you will miss what God wants to do. Hallelujah. We just need to grab at what God has and we allow it to work inside of us. This is our time, I believe with all my heart, that this is our season. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's not my brother, it's not my sister, but it is me. Hallelujah. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Personal revival produces corporate revival. If I am on fire, if you light one match, it can burn on its own, but if, it, if you attach it to the next match, there will be a second fire, and a third fire, and a third. It only takes every one of us to be lit so that the place will be lit with the fire of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So true revival, ladies and gentlemen, is getting back to the foundation of our faith. That is what it is. True revival always has to begin somewhere. But let me come down here and say this parable is something that a lot of people don't want to hear. But, you know, true revival always has to begin with repentance. Follow all revivals. It is after they cried out to God, for God to cleanse them, for God to do whatever, and then the light starts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can measure the rate of success of any true revival by deep repentance. Blessings will fall away there is repentance. Blessings will fall away the plow has dug up the ground. In Hosea number 10 verse 12, he says, So to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and rain righteousness upon you. For revival, like I've already mentioned, that it is personal. In that personality, you need to look also into your life. Lord, am I capable to be a conduit for this revival? The first thing, like I've already said, is we need to repent. We need to look into our lives and deal with issues that need to be dealt with. I know that this word, repentance, is not a word that we practice so much to these days. It's, it's like we've put it at the back banner. If you look at the message that was shared by John the Baptist, John the Baptist who said, repent, for the kingdom of God is coming. Hallelujah. You look at even Jesus, he also said, repent, 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Acts chapter 3 and verse number 19, the apostles also, they talked about it. It says, repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Then when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of God. Refreshing is the revival that follows repentance. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 7 says, if my people that are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins and heal their lands. Ladies and gentlemen, the first step to revival is for us to humble ourselves. It's for us to humble ourselves, seek the face of God and allow him to deal with us so that when we stand before him and we cry out, there is nothing that attaches us to the world. There is nothing that draws us, that causes us to fear whether he will answer or not answer. But we will know that he will answer because we have made ourselves right before him. Hallelujah. There is need for that. So one of the sins of the, you know, of the modern day church, one of them that where we need to repent on is the sin of prayerlessness. Hallelujah. The children of God, they love to come to church. Children of God, they will come for a Bible study. But call for prayer, they will disappear. Am I talking to someone here? <laughs> Hallelujah. We love the hype. We love. But for it to happen, some people will need to pray. For revival to happen, you and I, we have got to pray. Hallelujah. So one of the, the greatest droughts in the land is not the drought of the rain, but the greatest drought in the modern day church is the drought of dry tears. We need to get to a place where we cry out to, get to God. Cry out. Let the drought that is there in the tears, the drought of tears begin to come forth. Once we have cried out to God, then God will step into our into our domain and show himself strong. Hallelujah. You know, today I'm not surprised of the lack of power in the church. I'm not surprised because, you know, what we know is this, that a prayerless church is a powerless church. So the church needs to pray. A steam engine, ladies and gentlemen, is powered by steam. A gas engine is Powered by gas. Remove the steam. In Vifos, we still have some steam engines, steam trains. If you remove the steam, that train will stop. If it is a gas thing, if you remove the gas, it will stop. An electric engine is powered by electricity. And the church, ladies and gentlemen, is powered by prayer. Remove prayer, the church becomes powerless. When announcements are put for prayer, we put them generally that we're going to have prayer. But listen, they must be grabbed individually. And you say, I am going to pray. I am going to be found there when others are praying. You see, the danger with Christians is once we call for prayer and they don't come, we will, the leadership, the pastors assume, we always assume the people are praying. Well, these people are not praying, they're watching TV. During that time when it is said to be prayed. 
And the same people will expect much to happen in the church. Yeah. But where were you when you were called for to pray? Yeah. Where were you? That's the question. Yeah. I'm trying to help us here to get to a place where we love what God loves. Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus will go up the mountain. Jesus will go set himself aside to pray. Why are we not like Jesus? We still need to get to a place where the church of God must pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're not going to have the power of God. See the power of God move. We can see it in a little, but we don't want to see it a little. We want to see the greatest power hitting the place so that those who are outside will come crawling in. And I will simply say, as I was passing by, I felt this force pulling me into the house of God because of the prayers of the saints that are made in the house. Let's take, you know, our expectation level higher than what we have been believing. We have seen what has been happening during the day. And do you know that during this pandemic, a lot of us ended up getting to a place where we say, we said, I think God has forgotten about us. God has not forgotten. It only needs for you and I to get onto our knees and call upon the God of the universe, and he will come down on our behalf. Hallelujah. And, you know, even today when we talk of revival, a lot of us probably might be saying, hey, I wonder whether this revival will come. We have been saying revival and revival, and we haven't seen it. You need to kneel down and pray. The same prayer that we pray for and believe the same manner that we believe that revival is coming. You see, the things of God are by faith. A proclamation has been said that revival is in the land. Revival is here. Do you know that every word of prophecy that a person has been prophesied upon hangs on top of your head? It hangs on top of your head. It is now up to you to take it and pray it through for it to happen. If you don't, it will remain a word that was spoken over your head. A lot of words have been spoken over our heads, and a lot of people are waiting for that to immediately happen on its own. It will never happen on its own until you connect to the word that was spoken and you pray it to come down to your life. It's good to hear prophecies, but it calls you to get in there and pray. Because you can stay 20 years and you're still holding for that way. You'll be a great evangelist and you don't show up. But you need to call it. God, you spoke through the man of God and you said, and let it happen in my time. We need to do that. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So ladies and gentlemen, if we want to, for God to send the fire, just like he did with Elijah on Mount Carmel, we have to build our prayer altars. We have to. We have to put wood in there. We have to put order. I know that in, in, is it in Leviticus chapter 6 and verse number 12, we are told to keep our fire burning. He says, put everything, put order on the altar. When you go to Mount Carmel, when Elijah was with the prophets of Baal, he says, he met up there. He made up the altar. Hallelujah. After making up the altar, he put wood on it. And after putting the wood, he put the sacrifice. After putting the sacrifice, he poured water around. He poured water. You know, generally, where there is water, there is no fire. If you have a bonfire, the only way to shut it down is to pour in what? Water. 
But in this case, we find this prophet of God, after he had put in the, uh, the sacrifice, he pours water around it. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that is, that is still God. The fire will fall when people are wet. If you are not wet, there is no fire. Because if you are not wet, you are dry. Dry people are the, the easiest to be burnt by fire. But if we are to follow the, the altar of prayer, you got to put the process. Make up the altar. Put the, the sacrifice. Then pour water. When your life is full of water, when you are wet, the fire will come. Hallelujah. Let me close by saying this. The fire will only fall when the waters are wet. Listen, listen to me. You don't have to grudge yourself as far as prayer is concerned to say, I must, be, I must have been a Christian for years. I'm a, no. Getting to pray even when you have just received Jesus Christ is one of the most powerful things in the world. Because the weakest Christian on his knees is a threat to the enemy. The weakest on his knees is a threat to the enemy. So when we call for prayer, come and pray. You know, the heaven's greatest jewel and hell's greatest dread or fear is the church that is on its knees. When the church gets to its knees, the devil is afraid. Hallelujah. Because the church, when it is on its knees, it can shake hell. When the church is on its knees, it can open the heavens. When the church is on its knees, it can wage war against the enemy. When the church is on its knees, it will wrestle the souls from the pits of hell. When the church is on its knees, it will pull down strongholds. Hallelujah. It will lay also the foundation of the kingdom of God. The greatest indicator of a visitation from God is a church that is on its knees. Hallelujah. The power of God will only come to the church that prays. The power of God will only come to a Christian or an individual who prays. Hallelujah. Prayerless saints are powerless saints. You can't be a saint without prayer. You need to pray. You remember the 120 guys who went to the upper room and were baptized with the Holy Ghost. When they went up there, they were not having a party. The Bible says they were praying, and the power of God came upon them. May I challenge you to be a prayerful someone. May I challenge you, if you have not been doing, connect with those that have been doing it, and begin to pray. Seek the face of God. And allow for God to do great and mighty things. I think I'm done with 20 minutes. Sure. I can continue. <laughs> I can continue. Wow. What a word. What a word. And everybody said? Amen. Say, Lord, you're speaking to me. Okay, touch yourself on your chest. Say, you're speaking to me. Speaking to me. Amen. So we need to become a praying church. Hallelujah.